This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Tuesday. The voice there of Pete Carroll after an upset win last night. Seattle 17, Denver 16 on Monday Night Football. Joining us right now to talk all things week one. Look ahead to week two here. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider. On the line is Baldy. Insider Call is presented by BetQL. Subscribe to BetQL today and instantly get our model's best bets, live, public, and sharp data, trends, and much more right at your fingertips. You can also hear Brian with Jason Lock and Four on Baldy's Breakdowns with new episodes out every week. Just search Baldy on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. Baldy, let's start with last night, the decision by Nathaniel Hackett uh, to go for a 64-yard field goal instead of trying for a fourth and five or taking a timeout and trying for the fourth and five with um, his new quarterback, Russell Wilson. What did you make of that? It felt that the whole Denver game, just situational football, red zone, timeouts, fourth downs. It was uh, kind of an odd start for Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I would have put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. I mean, that's why you got him, you know, to be able to make magical plays when you need the magic. And I, I thought the, the idea that you could kick the 64-yard field goal, they, they even Joe Buck said, you know, he, he hasn't, been really good from long distances, um, you know, in, in certain areas, in certain arenas. But that, regardless, 64 yards, I mean, it's just a it, – I think you have a much better chance of, you know, Russell Wilson getting you six yards and getting a little bit closer um, than to try the 64-yarders. I, I, I was a little perturbed by it. I didn't really understand it. And then, you know, I mean, they had two, two plays inside the one-yard line, and you fumble both. He come away with no points, and so yeah, I was. I thought they bungled it pretty good yesterday. So was it more that some of the game management that we saw uh, failure in the red zone? They'll probably be fine, or were there some uh, big picture concerns there for maybe the first half of the season until they kind of figure things out? Uh, Baldy, I mean, we're talking about a situation: only team, new quarterback, new, new head coach, OC, and DC. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to, you know, none of these guys played in the preseason. Javante didn't play. Russell didn't play. That's not any excuse. A lot of teams, you know, took that approach. But I think some of the teams that looked really sharp this weekend, they didn't take that approach, and they played. And so, look, September is about really what all September is in a 17-game schedule right now is a chance to identify your issues, your weaknesses, and to work on them and to correct them. And so, obviously, red zone offense, you're 0 for 4. Um, you know, ball security. I mean, they had uh, a ton of penalties. So, you know, it's just, it's just things that you've got to really correct to, to go forward before you really begin your division play 
and all that. So there's there's plenty of time. I mean, one game doesn't change anything. I mean, it was just disappointing because of the buildup and the Monday night Russell's, you know, return. But really, Geno Smith outplayed him all night long. And I'm not saying that Geno's a better quarterback or anything, but in that moment, Geno was better and uh, made more plays. And so that was disappointing, I'm sure. But, you know, Denver showed, you know, some good things. They've got two good backs. I don't think they'll fumble on the goal line again this season. But, you know, for one night, uh, Seattle was the better team. And they played, really, they played Pete Carroll's type of football. Um, You know, just they played the percentages. Uh, They played very tough. Uh, You know, those plays, they made on the goal line. They made those plays. Shelby Harris, Al Woods, uh, Uchenna, Uchenna, uh, you know, all those guys. They uh, they really delivered when they had to. Baldy, before last night, the first-year head coaches were 4-0 this weekend. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dable, Mike McDaniel, Matt Eberflus all won their openers, uh, which was uh, obviously you know surprising considering they were underdogs in those games, or at least a few of them were. Uh, of, the, of the four of those, O'Connell, Vikings, Dable, Giants, McDaniel, Dolphins, Eberflus with the Bears, which one or two impressed you the most with what they were able to do in week one? Uh, I would say, well, Matt Eberflus was unbelievable. I mean, that game plan of Luke Getze and what they did in those conditions to beat that team, the 49ers defense, if they don't finish number one, two, or three in this league, I'd be shocked. They are great at what they do. But Justin Fields made a few plays in the second half. They stayed with the run. They ran the ball on third and 11. They ran it on third and seven. They ran it on third and four two times. They, as long as the game didn't get away from them, they were just going to keep it on the ground. And they, it was just a smart game plan, really smart in those conditions, and to beat a really good football team. I mean, I take nothing away from Brian Dable. That was a great game plan, too. And to see what, you know, Saquon Barkley could do behind basically three rookies, offensive linemen, including the tight end. I mean, that was an amazing display in Nashville. I give both those guys, you know, major credit for how they coached and how they got their teams to respond. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, that game, a lot those teams keeping close eyes on the quarterbacks. Very different situations. Of course, you know the high expectations in San Francisco. That's not the case in Chicago, but they're trying to evaluate uh, their their young quarterback. Is is it tough in conditions like that? When San Francisco with the misdirection, with those conditions, they can't really do any of that stuff. Is it tough to evaluate those young quarterbacks? And uh, I mean, Trey Lance, another game. They're they're expected to take care of business. If there are struggles in week two, are are those? Is the chatter gonna gonna heighten quite a bit to uh, move on to Jimmy G? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what team you are in San Francisco, anybody. You go 0-2 and the sky is falling, for sure, especially to start the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, there will be all kinds of rumblings going on. However, um, the you know, these quarterbacks, they you know, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, I mean, these guys got to learn how to throw a wet ball. You got to learn how to play in these conditions. I mean, Tom Brady's been doing it for 20-plus years. I mean, it doesn't get any colder than it does in New England in, you know, December, January. Uh, the, the conditions don't get any worse. You're going to play quarterback in Chicago. You're going to get wind. You're going to get rain. They just resodded the field. I mean, you're just going to get everything. And so, you know, we've seen Josh Allen be able to handle it, but that's part of it. I remember going to practice one day in Green Bay, and they had a ball boy literally dunking a ball in a pail of water and handling it and handing it to Brett Favre to throw it. 
but you got to learn how to throw a wet ball and deal with those conditions. And I thought Justin Fields did a great job considering the elements and taking care of the football. I mean, one interception, uh, look, Afango made a great play. He didn't see him. But other than that, I mean, he did a great job of taking care of the football and not putting his team in precarious situations under a rush that was relentless. Baldy, uh, the Dak Prescott injury, a significant one in the NFC East. You know, it could be six to eight weeks, could be four to six, depending on the reports that are out there and how quickly he heals. Um, are, is Cooper Rush the, the best option right now? Do you think the Cowboys should go out and try to acquire a quarterback, whatever they can get in terms of a backup on the open market? Or, or do you think they'll try to patch it up with Cooper Rush for the time being? Well, I don't know. I mean, is I'm just trying to, to – to, is Nick Foles available? I mean, if Nick Foles is available, he's a Texas kid. I mean, I'm sure he grew up watching the Cowboys in Austin, Texas. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. I'm not saying that he step in and start right away, but the guy was a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> you know, you have a chance to get that right now. I mean, the offense looked awful to begin with. With Dak, it was awful. So, I mean, they, it's – you know, I mean, everybody's going to look at a Cooper Rush and can he do it. I don't know if he can. Um, I don't know if he started a game, maybe one game in his life. But, I mean, it's a tall order for a team that looks very incomplete right now. Um, so, I mean, if, if if a guy like Nick Foles is available, I'd, I'd have him in the door today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone picked uh, the Colts to win their division for obvious reasons. It looks like an easy path for them. And once again, a very slow start. A couple years ago, it shocked the world by losing to the Jaguars. It was Jacksonville's only win of the season. And uh, they couldn't get it done against uh, Lovey's squad here. And Any concern there with Indy? Or is it, you know what, Frank Reich, he's going to get it figured out. Just a slow start with another quarterback change. Mm, I mean, it's a disappointing start. But... Houston played really, really well, and it's division game, and so they had them well scouted, and uh, they had a good game plan. But I mean, there's, you just can't panic. I mean, Frank Wright, he's the last guy to panic, uh, you know. And I think Matt Ryan's been around a long time, so I think you know we'll. You got to let some of these teams look really, really good week one. Some struggled. It's just week one. I mean, you just got to get back and get back to what you do well. Get back to what you do well, and. You know, they got to be more explosive on offense, and I think you'll see more play action and the efforts to get the ball down the field a little bit better than what they did. Baldy, uh, Eagles and Lions, high-scoring game, and Jalen Hurts uh, kind of did everything. You know, threw the ball down the field to A.J. Brown. They connected a lot, but also ran a significant amount. 17 rushes for Jalen Hurts, often ba- times bailing out 
the offensive line. Uh, Baldy, he's got 200 rushes now, over 200 rushes and 20 career starts. Are, are we at the point with Hurts where you worry about how much is too much running the football? Uh, and he took a couple shots as well on Sunday, a little bit after the whistle. But are you worried about Hurts running the ball too much and getting banged up? Yes, of course, yes. Very much so. 17 times is way too many, but to your point, he had to rescue the offensive line and some of the plays that were called, and, you know, he had to take off. So there were very few called runs. Most of them were scrambles. But he does. He runs too much. I mean, he was banged up at the end of the year last year. Uh, didn't make it through the whole season. Had bad ankles at the end of the season. I mean, he's very strong. He's, he's very tough and, and all that stuff, but I don't care who you are. You, you run the ball 17 times on any kind of a regular basis or double-digit times. It's too many for any quarterback, uh, and that includes Lamar, who ran very few times on Sunday and looked like he was you know, more interested in throwing the football than he was in running it. And so it is a concern of mine. It should be a concern of the Eagles, and I'm sure Jalen Hurts is, would just roll his eyes at it, but <clears> – <throat> Uh, you can only take so many hits in this business at that position. You're not built for it. Ton of turnovers for Burrow and Carr in week number one. Uh, are you expecting immediate bounce backs from both of them? Well, uh, you hope so. You hope so. I mean, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, the, the pick six on the second play of the season. I mean, you never want to do that. Uh, Pittsburgh's pressure was ridiculous in what they did. You know, what Max Crosby did, uh, I'm not Max Crosby, what Khalil Mack and, you know, and those guys, Joey Boza did, you know, to Derek Carr to kind of force some of those mistakes is, you know, is a concern. It's a concern. I, I think they've got a questionable right tackle with the Raiders. Um, I don't know how long he could go. And if you want to become, you know, a passing team and get the ball to these receivers, you got to hold up better than they did. And so, but, you know, the quarterbacks, regardless of what the pressure is and the offensive line play and all that, you can't turn the ball over, period. Um, you got to be aggressive, and you got to be aggressive and smart at the same time. And so you just can't give them those type of plays. I mean, I don't know. T.J. Watt is there another guy that's just going to jump up in a passing lane and just, you know, intercept your pass. Um, you know, but those those plays happen in the game. You just got to make sure that they're at a, a minimum. At the end of the season, you know, 12 is, is really the number in this league right now. You know, anything more than 12, and it's even in a 17-game schedule, is too many for that. So, they're, you know, they both got to cut down on those mistakes as you get through the season. Baldy, let's look ahead here to week two. A marquee matchup to start us off Thursday night on Amazon. The Chargers and the Chiefs, both quarterbacks, were lights out in game number one, Herbert and Mahomes. Um, what are you thinking in this game here? We saw it a couple times last year. They split. Both teams won on the road. This time it's in Arrowhead. High-scoring game. Um, what side do you lean here, Chargers-Chiefs, uh, week two? Well, I saw the, Ch the Chiefs live on Sunday, and – I don't, you know, I mean, Herbert was unbelievable, but nobody was better than Mahomes. And I don't think anybody is better than Mahomes. How he sees the field and how they scheme plays. And uh, they're just a very difficult. But, you know, the Chargers have played them really, really tough. Really tough uh, over the last two years. They beat them, obviously, at Kansas City last year. It went to overtime in week 15 last year. I mean, these two teams, it'll come down to maybe the final possession. and You know, who has the ball last? I, I think it's going to be that type of game. But. I would never bet against Patrick Mahomes, even on the road. Um, Justin Herbert's first start two years ago was against the Chiefs uh, week two, uh, you know, at SoFi. And so 
he's seen them four times now. Uh, he knows that, you know, they've got a great defensive line. They've got to handle Chris Jones inside. They've got a lot of speed in their secondary and at the linebacker position. This is a better defense, much better defense than what Herbert saw against the Raiders uh, on Sunday. Uh, we've seen the Packers struggle in week one in the past. Is it different this time around when uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have Devontae Adams and he was talking about some of those uh, rookie receivers? Well, Christian Watson dropped a touchdown pass in the first play of the game. That, that might have helped. You know, they uh, they got stuffed on the one-yard line. That, that might have helped if, you know, Aaron Rodgers kept the ball in that option and just walked into the end zone. I mean, they, they had points on the board that, you know, got taken away. But, um, look, Minnesota played very, very tough. They took the deep throws away. They weren't there. Um, they tried, and they forced, you know, Aaron Rodgers to check it down all day. And he looked very, very frustrated in the game. He looked frustrated with Romeo Dobbs. He looked frustrated with Watson. He looked frustrated with just about his entire core uh, outside of throwing to his running backs, which he did a lot, which more more than he probably wanted to. So they've got to get, you know, they, we've all said it, you know, all offseason since the trade of Devontae Adams, they've got to develop these guys. And Aaron Rodgers can roll his eyes and he can do this or do that, but he's going to need these guys. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger there on the guest line. More to come, more NFL. Our guy Ian McDonald next hour on Futures Across the League right here on the Beck UL Network.